This episode of Brown Girl Guild is sponsored by The Whole Bowl. The Whole Bowl believes in whole foods packed with nutrients without losing the flair for excitement in each meal. They offer meals for people with all sorts of dietary restrictions, like my endless list of restrictions of no gluten, no dairy, no potatoes, no white rice, and basically no fun. But like I said, they make their meals fun, so I always hit up the whole bowl. They offer home delivery for meal prep all over the lower mainland, custom macro-based meals, and honestly, their food is bomb. I always order takeout from here and even order meal prep like that one time during my cousin's wedding week so that I could stay on top of my fitness grind. During the month of February, say my name when you're in store and you'll get 10% off. You can also use the code BrownGirlGuilt20 to get 20% off on all meal prep orders. Check out their website, thewholebowl.ca, and follow them on Instagram at thewholebowl.ca. Hi friends, it's your girl Harpo. Welcome to this episode of Brown Girl Guilt titled, I Always Want What I Can't Have. Mm. That's the problem that I run into a lot. I always want what I can't have. And here's the thing. I'm the kind of person that also says, I always get what I want. So when I don't get what I want, I get incredibly frustrated, all right? I'd really like to talk about why I want all the things that don't want me back or why I want all the things that I know I can't have. And this can be relationships, you know, this can be people, whether that's a romantic relationship or friendship or any sort of a relationship, or it can be an opportunity like a work opportunity or a networking opportunity. I realize that I always want what I can't have, or I always want what doesn't actually want me back or doesn't give a shit about me back. I feel like I don't know why I've turned into this person or how somewhere along the way I became this person who always gave the most to those who didn't actually care or didn't ask for it, didn't want it. And even if they were receiving it, we're like, why is she hitting it so hard? Like, why is she going for it this hard? I spent so many years chasing a relationship where the person very clearly did not want me back. Very, very clearly did not want me back. Um, Somebody that I could not have. And yet there was something inside of me that was like, bitch, keep going for it. Don't ever stop. Don't take your foot off the pedal because it's okay. Eventually this person will want you back. And that, let me say, did not end that way because all those years later, after putting in all that effort, chasing this person for so many years, like literally putting my heart on my sleeve, basically like taking out my kidney and being like, yo, buddy, do you want a third one? After doing all of that for somebody, I realized I should have just gone with what I knew right in the beginning of it all, right? That this person was never going to give to me what I deserved, was never going to give to me what I wanted. And it was actually something that I just could not have because whether it was by virtue of the universe or, you know, Baba G in the sky or just reality, buddy, like it wasn't going to happen. And I feel like that is a lesson that I'm constantly learning, something I'm constantly bumping into. Every time I feel like I have, you know, that's going to run its course and that's not going to happen anymore. Or, you know what, this time I know what I deserve and I'm only going to go for that. I bump into it again. I act like a dumb bitch again. 
I'm constantly chasing all the things and all the opportunities that I know I can't have. And I'm stuck. I'm sitting here stuck thinking to myself, why do you do that, honey? Why do we do this to ourselves? You know, and all my staff meetings that I have with me, myself and I, you know, at the end of the week on Sundays, because self-care Sundays, I ask myself, why do you do this? Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? And I don't know how to answer that. And I don't know how to rationalize that. But I think somewhere along the way, what happened was I wasn't getting attention when I wanted it. I just, I simply grew up not getting attention. And so I kept chasing attention, but it felt the most comfortable to chase that attention from the, from a source where I wasn't getting it. You know, that's the only thing that made sense to me. When I was growing up, I felt like my parents were a little bit absent. And I mean, it's a different story for a different day, but I'm, I'm releasing it. I'm working on it. I'm understanding that, you know, there's a lot of things got that went into the fact that my parents were really absent, but the fact that my parents were absent while I was growing up made me crave a kind of attention that only they could have given me only the, the, you know, the providers or the nurturers of my life could give to me. And I never got that attention. And so I kept consistently chasing attention and that didn't stop when I became a full adult. It didn't stop when I became a woman my incessant need for attention continued and it would show up in so many different ways. I would be in rooms and spaces and always be the center of attention. And I would be lying if I said I fully loved it. And I would be lying if I said, if I fully hated it, I just couldn't understand how I felt about it. You know, being in this middle space of, I want attention, but I'm not used to attention. And so I'm going to get the attention that I've always craved, but then I'm going to get it and I'm not going to like it. It's not going to make sense to me because it's something that I'm not used to, but I get it. And I think to myself, is this what you were chasing the whole time? This is what you wanted the whole time because now you've got it and you don't like it. And I think what had ended up happening, if I'm trying to just rationalize this and I hope it's making sense, but the way that I've been able to rationalize it is that that's kind of how I've started to show up in various ways in my life, in relationships and working opportunities and, you know, the kinds of career paths I was, I was pursuing the kind of positions I was pursuing. I always wanted what felt like would fill the void of the attention, something that would, you know, consistently re- like ask me to keep chasing because the chase felt comfortable asking for attention, begging for attention, chasing attention felt so comfortable And it was kind of like a process that didn't end, you know, because like I said, whenever I got the attention, I didn't actually like the attention, but the chase behind it felt so comfortable. And I think that's kind of just what I've conditioned myself into chasing things and going after things and people that very clearly do not want me. I would be lying if I said that I didn't get attention, but I've only ever paid attention to the attention from sources that I wasn't getting it from. Now, let me make that make sense for a second. I'm going to use the relationship example again, because I started off with the idea of me chasing a man's for very many years and thinking it was going to end up to be a beautiful white picket fence story. And it didn't, you know, and part of me always knew that. So I'm going to just rely on this theory of relationships again. I will always, I will always chase what doesn't want me when it comes to relationships. There will be four guys lined up outside my door wanting to get in and they've all got flowers. They've got, you know, coffee or they've got wine, all the things that I love. They pay attention. They're patiently waiting at the door. 
but I will only go after the one person who gives absolutely no shits about me. I'm only going to chase the man who is not chasing me back. Isn't that messed up? Isn't that so toxic? I've totally realized this about myself and it's a kind of social conditioning that I would love to unweave. I would love to untie the knots and just let the knots flow freely so that I could potentially open up the door for the four lovely men standing at the door and actually get to choose which one of the four makes the most sense to me, which one I like the most, but nope. Mm -mm. I'm going to keep chasing the one that's not even at the door. I'm going to keep chasing the one that doesn't even know my home address. And I don't know why that happens. And as, as I slowly start to understand that it's happening again and again and again and realizing that I keep finding myself in these situations where I'm chasing people, things, opportunities, dreams even. It's a form of attachment and it's a form of attachment to the chase. It's the form of attachment to thinking that the entire process of actually getting what I want, that's the part that I feel like I'm so attached to. And that's the part that is so toxic. And let me tell you, it's a never ending cycle. It's a cycle that I feel like I'm still learning to navigate. It's a cycle I'm still learning how to get out of. Every time I think that I've gotten out of that cycle, I find myself right back in it again, bro. Like, oh my God, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, bitch, you did it again. And every day I sit down with myself and we say, we're not going to be the boy who cried wolf. We're going to change. This time we're going to change. Tomorrow we're going to wake up and we're not going to have done what we just did today. But I'm going to be very honest and say that it's actually very hard to do for me. It's been very, very hard to first confront the fact that I am always constantly in love with what isn't in love with me, chasing what isn't chasing me, or very attached to something that actually isn't even right for me. And it's a form of radical self-love for, for me to actually one day wake up and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm building on that. I'm trying very hard to love myself every single day. I'm trying every single day to say to myself, we are going to wake up and we are going to love ourselves. But it's a radical form of self-love to actually say to yourself, it's detrimental. It's toxic. It's actually so wrong for you to chase things that do not actually value you back. And that doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something that is like shitty on the counterpart, right? It doesn't have to be that these people are being shitty to you and that you need to cut these people out of your life because they're toxic. No, it might just be that they're not a good fit for you. You know, whether that's a person, whether that's a thing, whether that's an opportunity, it might just be that it's not actually right for you. It doesn't click for you. It's not aligned for you. That doesn't make them bad people. But it's a form of radical self-love to wake up and say, I don't want to do that anymore. And I always ask myself, do I really not love myself that much? Am I really someone who has this much disrespect or disregard for myself if I'm constantly putting myself in positions where I'm chasing and exuding and exerting all this extra energy to someone that doesn't actually see it. That's someone that doesn't actually want it even. Am I doing a disservice to myself? I always ask myself these questions now. Am I doing a disservice to myself? Am I being disrespectful to myself? How am I showing up for myself? And also to that end, what is my capacity of receiving love? I can give love till the sun goes out, but what is my capacity for receiving love? How come I'm not seeing the four boys or the four men at the door 
with flowers in their hand, with chocolates, with this, with that, you know, hearts full of love for me. Is my capacity to receive love that flawed? Is it that frail that I can't actually even open the door? I mean, okay, let alone even open the door that I can't even see them at the door. I have to ask myself why I keep doing this. And I also have to ask myself if this is actually even something that is healthy for me. And if I want to continue to do these. And let me just say that if the answer is no, if it's not healthy for me, and if I don't want to continue to do these things, the small changes that I'm going to have to make in my approach for this is going to actually require a lot. And I know it's going to require a lot. I don't even know if I'm ready for that, you know? It's going to actually require um, not giving too many fucks. It's going to require actually being very mindful of time spent, energy spent. And speaking of energy, it's going to require a lot of energetic boundaries. It's going to require a lot of changes. And I just don't know if I'm there yet. I think I can see what it's doing for me and I can see how it's really holding me back. I can see how it's impacting me and I can see that it's all unfolding right in front of me. And I can see to a certain degree as well what I'm actually deserving of. I know I'm not deserving of this. When I sit back down and I look at myself in the mirror, or I think about 15-year-old Harpo, I know that none of those versions of me or the current version of me actually deserves any of that. And nobody else is doing it to me. It's just me doing it to me. So maybe I'm going to park that on the agenda for the next team meeting or the staff meeting that I have with me, myself, and I. Why do I consistently and constantly continue to chase what doesn't want me or continue to want what I literally cannot have.